Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to The Spilled Tea, your place for the latest on pop culture, entertainment news, and LGBT issues. Now, here are your hosts. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another edition of The Spilled Tea. I'm one of your hosts, Emmy Morgan. And today we're going to mainly focus on some getting to know you topics. Not mainly, but we'll talk about some other issues. But we're going to talk about um, getting to know you. The reason why I decided to do this is because I was recently in a podcast or um, a TikTok duel, and it went really well. But I'll talk about that later. Hello, Joseph. I'm calling you Joseph. Hello. You're not in trouble. I just felt like calling you Joseph. Oh, how are you? I'm calling you Emily. <laughs> I'm well. How are you? That's fine. I am <laughs> not very well rested. I'm going to be honest with you. So, um, yesterday I went, I drove to Taunton, Mass, and I went to a key, a sweet 16. It was supposed to be a quinceañera because she turned 15 last year, but because of COVID, we had to postpone it. Well, they had to, not me. Okay. I'm not involved. Um, and I left there at 9, and I got back at 11, and I went to bed at, like, 12. And I'm for some reason, I'm just off my game. I don't know why. I'm just like, uh. All right. But, hey, um, listen, I'm... I'm... I understand. I hear condescension in that tone, but that's okay. No condescension. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm here. Um, I'm here for you. Do what did What did you do yesterday? <laughs> so I've had kind of a crazy week. My mom flew in from Georgia to uh, to visit. Um, she's up here to. Uh, try to spend some time with her sister who was dealing with some medical stuff. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, and today she's actually going to be spending some QT with, uh, with my brother and my nephew. So mm-hmm. um, I will not be joining them because I'm too cool for school. There's got to be another reason because that is not a real Joe Willis reason. No, honestly, it's um, it's more or less because of the fact that my brother is just a pain in my butt. So um, I already had plans. I didn't know what my mom's plan was, and she made her plan late after I had made mine. And I'm not going to rework it. Don't you dare talk bad about James. I will beat you up. I would never talk bad about him. I will only speak the truth. Um, he's amazing. So shush. I do love my brother. <laughs> and I do not love mine. <laughs> See? So there you but go. Anyway. Yeah. Um, what are your big plans for the rest of this Sunday? I was going to so say weekend. I, I'm supposed to be meeting up with my wife and my stepdaughter mm-hmm. up at the beach. One of her friends has a beach nice. house up in Salisbury. So I'm going to go up there, chill out for a little bit for the rest of the day. And um, 
And that's about it. Nice. Nice and relaxing. How about, how about you? I honestly think that I might just take a nap. <laughs> I might take a nap. Listen, I'm tired. I drove. Well, that's a bad idea. I drove three hours to and back, and then we drove to take pictures. Um, if for people that don't know what a quinceañera is, in the Spanish culture, the girls' sweet fifteen is comparative to an American sweet sixteen. So she becomes a woman at fifteen, and there's all these traditions. There's like she wears a big dress that looks like she's on top of a cake. It's almost like a wedding. It's a huge deal. Do you, oh my God, do you remember Carmen, Carmen Quinceañera? Did you go to that? You had to have gone to that. Oh yeah, of course. Okay. Um, her Quinceañera was crazy. Like the cake for that Quinceañera was a long rectangular table full, just cake. And it went like it had tier, wait, not a tier, like a ramp on each side. And then in the middle, it was a doll of her. And it had a doll of each person, guys on one side, girls on the other. And it took up the entire table. And then she came out and I was like, oh, my God. <gasps> yes. Remember when that was the first time I had a beer. Were, were you there when I first had a beer? And they were like, oh, my God, Dave just drank. I'm like, shut up. I'm I don't know if sure you were I there spent for that. The time, I, I think I spent the entire time drinking with uh, with um, with her da- with her dad and her brother. Oh my <laughs> god! You are a mess. You are such a mess. Those are the days. I don't even remember. How did I even get there? I don't even remember. I'm pretty sure everyone was there. Me up. Yeah, but who picked me up? I didn't have a car. Oh, uh, that's Someone true. Someone picked me up. Anyway, I was there, and I had a blast because I grew up with Carmen. She was in my neighborhood. Actually, she lived, like, uh, I want to say, like, a couple doors down from me. And then she ended up moving. Yeah, she ended up moving a couple doors down from me because her brother um, had cerebral palsy. And then they moved somewhere else. But, um yeah, they were, Carmen is, she was fiery. She's still fiery. I think she has five kids. Um, but that oh, was the first kids. Well, yeah. Um, I think she had one or two with Joel and then three with her current husband. It's not like, because I'll tell you something about Carmen. She never messed around with those dudes. She was always a loyal girl. She wasn't running around in them streets. Um, but, yeah, I loved Carmen. Still do. She's fun. But, yeah, that was the first quinceañera I've ever been to. And I remember Jamie's mom didn't know how to pronounce it, so she kept calling it kiss my ankles. And I'm like, that's not a thing. She's like, oh, you're going to kiss my ankles I mean, party? And I'm like, not the type of party I was going to, though. So I was like, yeah, really? completely different. <laughs> I'm like, no, that's not what it's called. <laughs> um, but, yeah, my coworkers were there. A couple coworkers were there. 
um, the little girl that, that she's my she's my coworker. She hates when I say that, but that's how I met her. So what am I supposed to say? Um, her daughter. It was her sweet sixteen, and it was just so fun seeing her happy and stuff. Yeah, but I'll talk about it a little later. Anyway, okay. Um, let's get into some topics. We only have a couple before we start grilling each other. Um, cultural appropriation and blackfishing. It is so interesting that you brought this up as a topic because TikTok actually got accused of it. Not TikTok itself, but the creators. Mm -hmm. There was actually a ban, um, a strike actually, for black creators on TikTok because some of the white creators and the big ones like you don't even know him, but um, Addison Ray or Charlie D'Amelio or whatever. Black men and women would do choreography for different dance challenges, and then the white people would steal it without giving them credit. And then next thing you know, these people are being told they're amazing dancers when they're actually stealing other people's things. Um that was a huge thing that happened this week. The strike was over or something. I don't even remember, but that was huge. And um, also there was this video on TikTok where these black kids, all these black kids are like dancing in the background and the music is like, mm, mm, mm. I'll show you the video later. A couple of white kids, instead of, so what everybody was doing was, white, black, Hispanic, doesn't matter. They were all dancing with that video in the background. Well, a couple of frat bros decided to copy the dance. And when I tell you it was like unseasoned chicken, I mean, these kids did not even do that dance justice. It was so bad. I think they ended up taking it down. It was so bad. Like they, I, what are your thoughts on this topic? Well, I think there's a certain amount of cultural appropriation that happens, whether it's black fishing or any other cultural appropriation. Um, I think there's a certain amount that happens regardless of intent or, you know, if it's you know, mm-hmm. an homage or if there's a mm-hmm. respectful way of doing it. Um, the problem is, like you said, when there's, when there's no, you know, attributing the original source or attributing the person who started it or who basically is the one who, you know, you talk about uh, intellectual property and um, it just, to me, it's, it's, um, it's one thing when you, when you don't attribute it to the person that you got it from. It's another thing when you don't attribute it because you don't want to give credit to somebody for whatever reason. Um, And I always wonder what's the reason why that happens. Sometimes I think it's Mm. blame racism and other times it's just negligence. Um, mm. But I think cultural appropriation is something that has been, I think it's been a big topic more recently because of uh, and because of the, the tense climate that we have right now in race relations. Mm-hmm. And just for all of you that don't know, black fishing is kind of like catfishing. So catfishing is where you're not an attractive person or what, what's conventionally attractive or whatever, and then you pretend to be 
super attractive or a celebrity or whatever. Black fishing is when you are actually 100% white and you take on characteristics of black people. It's not necessarily claiming you're black. It's just the, the, the act of self-tanning overly, the act of wearing certain hairstyles that are, quote, considered black, end quote. Um, like I know when Derek, uh, Bo Derek, did the movie 10, people accused her of trying to, like, cultural appropriation, not black fishing, but they, they definitely accused her of cultural appropriation for that hair, hairstyle and the deed. And I don't know. I don't I think, you know, present day, if you look at, like, Kim Kardashian I or even, like, that. Um, Ariana Grande, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, you know, which isn't to say that there are certain things. I mean, we, we were having this conversation the other day about, you know, kids in the, in our junior high school who came in dressed like crisscross, you know, back in the day, mm-hmm. it was <laughs> for some reason that was a thing. Um, it was, but, you know, for a town of <laughs> almost completely white kids, you know, you mm-hmm. see that those same kids that are hurling out N-words and S-words at people mm-hmm. are the same ones that were wearing cross colors and, you know, sure. and, uh, and, and dressing um, and borrowing some of those things from a culture that they would have no hesitation in insulting. And that's where I think it's disingenuous. Um, you know, I, I, not to say that someone has a monopoly on fashion or a monopoly on what they can and cannot wear, but if you're directly borrowing from a culture because it's popular right now, but you're also, you know, out of the other side of the mouth saying hurtful and hateful things about that same group of people, to me that's, that's disingenuous, and that's where cultural appropriation becomes problematic. Mm. Um, and it's funny because how I feel about black fishing is this. Those people in their everyday lives, they'd be like, yo, what's up, my N-word? And I'm like, I actually asked one of them. Now, if you were arrested by a cop, what would, what would you say to him? How would you speak? Would you use your white voice or would you keep yo, yo, yo? Never got an answer back. I guarantee you they'd be like, officer, sir, I'm sorry. You know what I mean? Like, so... And... And it's like, you haven't grown up in the hood, bro. You're an Aguan. You're not in the hood. Like, stop. But, it, I mean, it worked because, as Joe was alluding to, we were talking about these guys, and they, they made Joe and a couple other guys really pissed because they were just snatching up the women. <laughs> that is amazing. I just hate a Oh, that's so funny. That's, and that's exactly the whole thing with Whitey, Whitey 18. He's snatching up all the women, and everybody's hating. Snatching up all the white women. Oh, boy. All the white women. <laughs> Some of the black, too. I mean, come on. I'm not going to lie. Not me, but I think he's cute. He's just really, he reminds, like, I'm, I know it sounds crazy. Anybody, like, 20, 
two-ish and down reminds me of my nephew, and it kind of creeps me out. Like, my nephew's 18, but it's like, ew, I can't, bleh. Sure, he's cute, but the mullet just drives me nuts. Um, Moving on from this topic, I had a question. So, of course, you know, I'm heartbroken because the Kardashian show is no longer airing. Um, I watched that show religiously. I loved it. I even, like, at one point, I stopped um, paying for Hulu, and so I had no cable or anything. And then when I got Hulu again, I actually caught all up in one weekend with all the shows. So, um, or a week. It took me a week. Sorry, not a weekend. But the last season, Tristan admitted to cheating on Chloe again. And she ended up dumping him again. But my point with that is, would you take back a cheater? Like, if someone cheated on you, it's a two-part question, actually. Would you first take back a cheater? And number two, would you date somebody who admitted they were a cheater? All right. I'll let you answer first. I'm going to give you my my quick two-cent answer on... The first part. Would I would I take back a cheater? Hell to the no. Yeah. Yeah. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. You cheat, that's your chance. You blew it. See ya. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't care. I don't care who. I, I don't care. I, if my if my wife cheated on me. See ya. Damn. Um, yeah. Listen. That's there's there's no uh, there's no tolerance. That's zero tolerance. And I would expect the same. <laughs> You know, if, Before if it you was go me, on. Mm-hmm. go ahead. Go ahead. Well, b- before I'm you go there. on, I wanted to ask, what is the thought process? Like, are you pissed? Like, 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 why is it overdone? Benita, why? I'm just asking. Um, because that's not, that's just something you can't get out of your head. I don't care how okay. I don't ca- I don't care how kind you are I don't care who you are you just can't get it out of your head. Okay. I gotcha. You may be able to like you may be able to suppress it you may be able to forgive that person but you I, I don't know how anyone could possibly forget something of that nature and then it taints mm. every single interaction from that point on. Mm. Not just your interactions okay. with that person, but their interactions that you observe. You're always going to have it in the back of your mind that there could be something going on. And I don't know how people, I don't know how someone couldn't arrive at that conclusion or arrive in those situations if they are, if it happens to them and they do take someone back. I don't know how you can't continue to let that fester in the back of your mind. Mm. I don't know how it's possible. It's entirely possible. That, and people do it all the time. They forgive their partner or whatever. They do. They move on. Mm-hmm. Um, and Khloe Kardashian's a great example. Yeah, but, she forgave him twice, and then he did it again. But that, that's the point. You, mm. you, you can forgive somebody, but... If you're letting them back in after that whole escapade, mm-hmm. 
I think you're asking for trouble. Especially right. after the second time. You let it happen twice. I mean, you're, mm. you're talking about fool me once. <laughs> yeah. So I think I think that's probably um, that's a non-starter for me. Yeah. And, oh, and if really? I knew someone, yeah. Um, and if someone is, you know, is um, they've admitted to you on like a date. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's say someone admits on a date, like, hey, you know, I cheated on whoever. I think that you have to take it in with some context. You know, okay. if someone says to me, oh, I was, you know, you know, right now you know, I'm about to turn 45, right? So if someone mm-hmm. says to me, you know, and I was dating this uh, this guy in my 20s and, you know, I was just, I was out having a good time. I was partying with my friends and I just wasn't really that serious about the relationship. And mm-hmm. I ended up, you know, cheating on him. And, you know, whatever the extent of it was, I think it, it comes with some contextual information that has to be provided too. Because if you're just like, yeah, I, so I banged every dude that came around. All right, well, that's a problem. Um, because I don't know how that how that situation has resolved itself. But I think, you know, right. I think everyone's allowed to make mistakes. Everyone's allowed to be human. And mm-hmm. if they own it and they understand that, you know, what they did was a terrible thing and it's something that they've worked very hard to, you know, to correct and avoid doing again and they understand what the, you know, the reasons were, why they felt it was it was the right thing to do at the time or felt it was okay to do at the time, that's fine. But um, I think there has to be some, there has to be some analysis, some self-awareness of why it happened in the first place and some acknowledgement that these are the steps that have, have been taken to make sure it doesn't happen again. So this but ultimately, is it, comes down, it, comes, it comes down to trust no matter what. So if you were the guy that she cheated on in her 20s, you would dump her immediately. But if you were the guy that met her in her 40s, you'd be like, oh, well, I understand. Interesting. Because the slight wasn't to me. The slight was to somebody else. And people grow and they mature. 20 years is a long time. You know, if it happened Mm. last year, I'm probably going to run for the hills as fast and as possible. And, of course, I don't really have to worry about that now. But, um, right. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that that was my approach to dating, you know, Got before it. I had my wife was that you know, I was I was I was scrutinizing things much more closely than maybe in my in my 30s or in my 20s, because you don't want to find somebody that you're just going to end up running into problems with. So I, I yeah. think the cheating thing is something that, you know, when you're when you're younger and you're foolish and you don't think about consequences the same way. People are careless with, you know, with other people's feelings and, you know, and, and that's something that you hope that people reconcile with. But if they haven't reconciled with it, then that's not someone who's worthy of your time and attention. Right. Okay. Okay. I, I understand now. Um, so I'm going to be 100% honest and it's probably going to make me sound like a jerk. I put cheating, and this is just me personally. I put cheating in the category of um, a somebody who's abusive. And I know that sounds crazy to say, but for me, if you are the type of person that cheats, listen, I've gone 10 years single and celibate, and I know there are very few people on this planet that can do that. I get that. 
but I did not wait all this time to be with somebody who says, yeah, I made a couple of mistakes in the past. I don't care how much you fucking matured. That's still in you. You physically, as a man, because I only date men, put yourself inside someone. That, that You didn't trip and just accidentally fall in her. You didn't, like, uh, you weren't coerced. Unless you were assaulted and raped, there's no excuse for that. And so I can't, I, I can't do it. I can't date a cheater. I can't forgive somebody who's cheated on me. I just, I cannot, do, it's not, there's nothing in me that's that forgiving. And I know that makes me sound bad. And if I know that you, you know, you admit that you're cheating, you're a cheater. That's fine. We can be friends, but there's no hope romantically. I just can't, I can't ever do that. I don't know how Tommy Lee is married to a woman. He beat um, two women prior. He beat them. How the fuck did Pink start dating him? How the fuck did he get married? Like, I, it, I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get it. <laughs> well, he's a rock star, and word on the street is he's he's doing all right it down can't, there. No, I'm sorry. The D could not be that good. That's too no. That's too much to put up with. For you, I'm yeah, sorry. Sir. Yeah, for me. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. I just. I think that's what it comes down to. Everyone has their own level of concessions that they're willing to make in a situation. And, you know, there's, again, there's gradations. You know, if someone told me that they, you know, were dating somebody, you know, they were with somebody and then they, they started talking to some other, you know, other, uh, other guy when they were, they were in a committed relationship. Am I going to look at that as severely as someone who, you know, who slept with somebody before breaking up with their, you know, with their, with their significant other. Like, I think there's gradations. And, um, you know, it's, it's drawing a fine line in the sand, especially, you know, when we're talking about at our age, it's hard to find that perfect person. And mm. I, I, I wish that, um, you know, I wish that, that people, by the time they reached their 40s, were, were whole. I wish, you know, I say the same thing about myself, you know. Like, I, I, if I was a perfect person and I was, you know, had absolutely nothing that I had done um, erroneously or that hurt people or that was the wrong, the wrong choice in my past, um, you know, that would be, I, I think it would be pretty amazing. But I think everyone comes in with some of that baggage, whatever it may be. And mm-hmm. I think it's, you know, what you're willing to accept in a situation. Yeah, I understand that. Also, I'm a different breed of human being. Like, I, I don't think I'm perfect either. And I'm not looking for perfection. I want perfect for me. But when I was younger, I used to actively think, okay, I don't want to do this because when I get older, this might happen. So I've only been drunk three times in my life, and I never did drunk driving. I was never promiscuous in high school. I actually didn't have sex until I was 22 because I didn't want to be that person. And the people that I 
did end up having sex with wasn't, there's only one time it was kind of scandalous, but I was very careful with the people that I chose because I didn't want drama between my friends, between my family, between anybody close to me. Um, People used to say to me, and I think even Joe has said before, um, you think too much about things. And I'm like, "Uh, yeah, of course I do. Because I don't want to ever um, mess up my future, you know? So I, I was constantly thinking like 20 years ahead. And so if I meet somebody who's just like, yeah, I was a kid and I never thought about my future. And I'm like, uh, okay. Um, I guess I would have to see how they treat me to see if they've learned their lessons or not. But I don't know. It, it would definitely well, that's what make I mean. me cautious. What? You, and I think that, that that should be the case with almost anything that anybody tells you from yeah. from their sure. past. Like there should sure. be this automatic defense mechanism that goes up when you're talking mm-hmm. about, you know, introducing yourself into a situation or meeting someone where you don't know. You don't know how it's going to play out and you don't know how that's going to end up um, manifesting itself later on. So, you know, I think the one thing I will say about, about cheating, and I have this conversation with my wife all the time, um, I think there's, there's like two main factors that contribute to, to when someone cheats. I think it's motive mm-hmm. and I think it's opportunity. I think if someone is mm-hmm. motivated by whatever, they, and it could be a wholly unrealistic, you know, justification in their own brain. It could be, you know, they're, they're unhappy for whatever reason. Um, you know, there's, there's sufficient motivation in their brain that they think that it's okay to, you know, to go outside. And then the other part of it in terms of opportunity is that you could be motivated as hell, but if you don't have the opportunity because you're just not in those situations, then it doesn't really matter. It's not going to change anything. Mm. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I just, for me, there are three things that are just like deal breakers for me in a relationship. Lying, and I mean like, not like lying, like, oh, hon, do I look good? Yeah, you look great. And I actually look a fat whale. I don't, I don't consider that a lie. It's, but I'm, I mean, like, hiding specific truths. Oh, the person I was hanging out with was my ex, not my, my brother. Well, why did you say, like, that would, I can't, I'm sorry. I know it's crazy. Immediate dumping. <laughs> I can't deal with liars. I can't deal with cheaters, and I can't deal with somebody who's abusive. That's financial abuse. That's that's uh, physical, verbal. I, I'm not an abused person, and I just can't. I don't give people chances when they say stuff like that. I'm also not sensitive that if a guy calls me a jerk, oh, he's verbally abusing me. But if he calls me a tranny, if he calls me a freak, if he, you know, says, you know, you're ugly. That's abuse, and you're out the door. You're out the door. See, this is why I've been single so long. There's just, I'm, I, it's not that I'm picky. I just don't put up with shit. I don't put up with that crap. I don't crap. think you should. I don't think anyone should. Yeah. So, speaking of top three and lists and everything, 
I had this idea, um, and I'll talk about it later, but I was in um, a dual live and on TikTok. And then instead of just like telling the guy how hot he is, because he's one of my TikTok crushes, I actually started asking him questions about his life. And people in his live were like, oh my gosh, we, we really know you more than we ever did. And I'm like, you're welcome. So I wanted to um, ask a couple questions to get to know each other. Um, Cause I don't think we know what these answers are. I don't think either one of us knows. So, so let's start. Top five favorite movies. Go. Oh, top five favorite movies. Um, Inception. Oh, good one. Yeah. Um, Inglorious Bastards. Okay. Nah, okay. you know what? I'm going to replace that. I'm going to replace that with Django oh. Unchained. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Gladiator. Okay. Okay. Three. Yep. Two more. The Matrix. The Matrix. Oh. Okay. Is is probably I would say it's probably the top. Um, and somewhere sprinkled in amongst those is uh, Goonies. Five completely different movies. Like, completely different genres. Wow. Okay. okay. Yep. Interesting. I'm not at all. I think I was surprised by it. Other ones I wasn't surprised by. Inception surprised me. I don't know why. Big fan. Yeah. Good movie. Um, so mine, I don't think mine will surprise you at all. Um, Clue. Of course, Clueless. Hello. Um, All right. right. Chicago. What's that? Oh, okay. Okay. Chicago. Um, Here's one that's probably going to surprise you, but I'm telling you, I'm obsessed with it. Scream, actually. Interesting. And, I mean... This one was a toss-up. It was between one and another, so they're like neck and neck, but I'm going to have to say Steel Magnolias. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It was between that and Pretty Woman. I just kept going back and forth, but Steel went out because I cry every time. Every time I cry. And I'm like, what? You know what's going to happen. Why do you keep crying? But... It gets me. Anyway. Sign of a good movie. Yeah. Top five TV shows. Top five what? TV, TV shows? shows. Yep. Ooh. This one was hard for me. All right. Of all time. Of all time. I, I I know Breaking Bad is one of them. Okay. Good one. I 
There's a lot. There's a lot of TV because he and I are neck and neck for movies and TV. So. Yeah, and and that's that's Hard part to. of the problem with TV. Yeah. TV is like there's like so much that I've watched mm-hmm. over the course of my life, and I'm trying mm-hmm. to think of like what was actually formative, and uh, and actually like shifted my worldview or had a, a significant impact on my perception of the world. Um, I have to say the Wonder Years. Oh, oh my God, oh my God, Joe! I literally was thinking that. I was, oh, my God, that, that just freaked me out. That just freaked me out. I literally was thinking that for you. Holy shit. I, I, I also, I feel like there's also, oh there's got to be, like, God. an honorable mention. There's an honorable mention for Family Ties because okay. um, that was, like, the predecessor to the Wonder Years, in my, in my humble opinion. Yeah. Um, oh, my God. I'm just, I freaked out. I'm sorry. Wow. They did, they did such a good job in Family Ties of dealing with some really, really tough topics. Um, Every right, time I so, think of Family Ties, I think of the maraschino cherries. I don't know why. Every single time. And the cough syrup. Uh, yeah, Every I, time. I, I, think of, uh, I think of Alex P. Keaton being um, just like this really – funny, like, off, quirky dude. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I just, Who acted rich when he was, like, from a middle-class family. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he dressed up in his little suits and stuff. He was awesome. Yep. Um, he acted like a frat so, boy. But, yeah, it, yeah it, was, it, was, it, was, it was always entertaining. Um, mm-hmm. All right, so we've got Breaking Bad. We've got Wonder Years. I have to say Cheers is probably one of my favorite like comedy shows of all time. Oh, okay. Um, okay. Hmm. And rewatching it, you know, after the fact, but I, but my top comedy show is probably Curb Your Enthusiasm. Okay. And I, I don't know why. I just think Larry David is hysterical and so quirky and weird. Um, she reminds me and, of Agawam, an Agawam teacher. Yeah. Yeah. He reminds me of like a lot of things, <laughs> but he, yes. He's just, like, so quirky and funny in that mm-hmm. show and just, like, weird shit happening to him that, like, y- you don't think it's possible. But then I, I have, like, certain situations where I'm like, yeah, I've seen that happen with one of my friends or I've seen that happen with somebody. And I'm like, yeah, this could definitely happen because it, it's just such a it, – it's real. It's realistic. And yeah. you almost wonder how how biographical some of this stuff is. Um which is, you know, kind of what the genius was behind Seinfeld is that right. you know, George Stanza was essentially him. Mm-hmm. And all of these awkward situations and conversations that happened were, were developed from these experiences that these comedians had. So, you know, I, that's why I think Kirby Enthusiasm is like a more brilliant version of Seinfeld. Um, and Seinfeld, I thought, was a, was a great show until the finale. The um, um, one thing about Curb Your Enthusiasm I will always remember is the pants bunch. That, in the movie theater, that was the funniest, most realist thing I have ever seen, and I still laugh at it. Yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about? 
Wait, wait, wait. Which, which, which scene are you talking about? So Larry sat down and his pants bunched to his crotch and the, his thought he had a boner. And he's like, no, it's the pants yeah. bunch. And yeah, that yeah. was so funny because that is so real. Like, that is how men's jeans are made. For some reason, the zippers are like, they crinkle like that when men sit down. And you think, does he have a chub? And that was so freaking funny. I I will always remember that. So yeah. funny. There's just so many awkward scenarios in that show. It's, uh, it's, yeah. It's it's too much, but it's 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 a great show. Um, so I'd say that's probably my number one comedy. Um, one more. All right. And, and does it have to be a sitcom, or can it be just any? No, it could be anything. Any TV show. Soap opera, anything. Oh, um, Super Friends. Really? Super Friends, every Saturday morning. Okay. I agreed with you until I rewatched it as an adult. I'm like, the bad guys knew where the good guys were. The good guys knew where the bad guys were. Why didn't they just go? Like, what is this back and forth? Um, till next time. What do you mean, till next time? Just fucking go. I never that's, understood that's that. That's the way, listen, that's the way TV shows work. And that's why I appreciate uh, it as a youth. It was so exciting. I, I, superheroes, you know, as, put that, it was, um, I loved it. Loved it. Drove me nuts. Yeah. And as a kid, I loved it, just like you. And I was like, oh, my God. the Those those bad guys are so bad. Lex Luthor and Solomon Grundy, oh, so evil. I can't wait till the super friends so get many... them. And then as an adult, I'm like, just fucking go. They're in the swamp. Like but the giant the, head comes from the, about, the water. This is the thing about... TV and movies from by What was that? I think you cut out. Good by that. Oh, sorry. Can you hear me? Okay. Yep. All right. So that's the one thing about looking back at shows from the 70s or 80s or even the 90s mm-hmm. is that we are spoiled by the character development and special effects mm-hmm. and the, the the skill that people have uh, have acquired over the course of the years to be able to to create better content. And mm. when you look back at most shows, most movies, the you know there are some that hold up. Like I will watch The Godfather, and I'm like, this is just so well done yeah. from start to finish. Godfather yeah. one and two are just impeccable. Um, and I say that about a lot of the mob movies that they wrote because they're so gritty and realistic. Um, but when you look back at at, um, at some of the movies in the in the in the 80s, like or mm. even the 90s, I watch bad I watch Bad Boys now, and I'm like, God, this was terrible. Any Nicholas yeah. Cage movie from like the early 90s, the mid 90s, I'm like, Wow, you? these are terrible. Wow, guys, he just woke up and chose violence, and I don't even I don't even know why. Like Nicholas Cage didn't do anything to him. Why he do that? He didn't do anything to me, but he did something to Hollywood, and he, it was called wow. Stealing Kyle. Wow, Joe! Wow, it's 
It's Holy real. Lord. It's real. And let's be honest, it was embarrassing. Ouch. Wow, Joe. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm definitely seeing the other side of him. <laughs> I don't like it as. I'm just kidding. Wow. Um, okay. So those are your top five. Got it. With an honorable mention. Um, technically, mine are top six, but that's not my fault because um, I can't choose between two. So, all right. Number one, Guiding Light. That's my favorite soap opera of all time. Number two is Sex in the City. Number three is Buffy. The vampire slayer. The the T V show. Wow. Not the movie. Not the movie. The I, movie I, is not I, in, in I my top it. twenty. But the T V show is in I only say that because I've rewatched Buffy the Vampire Slayer just recently during the pandemic and it still holds up. Then I kinda pivot. Okay. <laughs> and the Sopranos was is my top five. Because I just rewatched that and that was that still holds up and R.I.P. to Jackie Jr. I wore black that Monday after he was killed. I love Jackie Jr. I follow Jason Fearbone on IG. I love Jackie Jr. He was he was the real deal. I'm still not over it. Um, and then the last one, I had to do a tie because I cannot choose between these two. Beverly Hills 90210, the original series, and Jen. I'm sorry. Those two shows are perfect. I love them. And you're not going to tell me any different. That's it. That's it. So here's a good one. Here's one that I'm really excited to hear. Who are your top five celebrity crushes? Oh, boy. Um, I think I know one of yours, actually, oddly enough. Um, I, I, this is, so this is really tough because, honestly, it changes. It, it changes, and I, and I don't have, like, a celebrity crush per se. Um, mm-hmm. The only one constant, the only one that I was always like, wow, I think she's so beautiful – was um, Jessica Alba. Oh, my God. That is who I was thinking of. Holy shit. Yo, I know you so fucking well. Holy See? shit. Holy um, shit. That freaked me out again. It's the Wonder Years all over again. Wow. See? Um, so I, Jessica I Alba figured. was always, like, like mm-hmm. way up there. Way up there. Top, you know top tier has always been um mm-hmm. you know and then outside of that it's it's kind of random and it, it, it's fleeting um i don't know that there are many others honestly yeah i mean you know I mean, like, well i have oh i know you do yeah no that's the question but i i, I I I'm like on um like I'm I'm really impressed with Scarlett Johansson right now. 
Okay. Yeah, I. It's not even just the fact. I think. I mean, I do think she's she's beautiful, but I think mm-hmm. personality-wise, like some of the stuff that she said in recent interviews and like her her mm-hmm. clap back, when people try to like like um, I don't know, call her out or try to denigrate her in some way, she doesn't take shit from anybody. I know. Like that time she tried to say that she can play a tree, which she compared it to playing mm-hmm. a trans man. Yeah, mm-hmm. I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's no no holds barred. I love it, and she usually sticks up for pretty much anybody, which I love. I love that about her. Um, I kind of and uh, uh, the the only other one I'll kind of give you. It's kind of a weird one, um, mm-hmm. because most people most people wouldn't consider it like a celebrity crush. Michelle Obama. Wow. Oh, okay. She is just smart and just very kind um she's she's like her relationship with her husband is you know is is so endearing um there's Mm -hmm. just so many things about her that i'm just like this is this is she's she's top notch i have to send you a link to somebody on facebook he thinks that Michelle Obama is transgender. Yeah, there's a lot of people that, that like to say shit like that. And that's, you know, first of all, yeah, just a mean person. Uh, second of all, it's, it's um, you know, comes from a very bad place. Mm-hmm. But honestly, in this day and age, I'm not surprised. What gets me, though, Joe is they say that Michelle is trans, yet they say nothing about Melania. These same exact people have said nothing about Melania and her past, which is out there. Her past is literally, you can search the Internet and find out about her past, but Michelle Obama is hiding the secret that she's trans. If she is trans, why are you outing her? What's your point? Oh, Barack's almost said the word Michael. That's not how we work. When we are trans, we don't take the feminine form of our name, typically. We typically don't because we don't want to be reminded of that. We don't want to be dead named. So Michael doesn't want to go to Michelle. David doesn't want to go to Davida. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's not how we work. And it's super, it shows your character when you say stuff like that. But I just know well, that the, people the don't is, say anything it, about Melania. The problem is it's meant to be an insult, and it's meant to be hurtful. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. Um, and and it's it, it ends up being hurtful for different reasons. Number one, mm-hmm. what's wrong with being trans? And that's the right. the, the the veiled you know comment about uh, about making uh, some a statement like that about Michelle Obama's that. There's in, that there's supposed to be something inherently wrong with being trans, and that's why it's an insult. And then mm-hmm. uh, to then call out someone who is, you know, by most accounts, a very kind person um, for being disingenuous about who she is or whatever is just—it's not. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's just a, it's an it's a, a sad attempt to uh, to be hurtful using low-hanging fruit. 
Mm-hmm. You know, take, take the insult of the day and, and try to paint someone with that picture. It's just, it's, it's childish and it's, um, it's hurtful to more than just, you know, insulting Michelle Obama. You're insulting our whole community, using us, weaponizing us as an insult. Like, disgusting. Yeah, exactly. A community exactly. you have no idea about, clearly, or you wouldn't be using it like that. Michael, Michelle, oh, that's just, uh, I'll show it to you later. Um, of course, I have a top five. He has a top three. It's fine. Um, actually, I have a top 50, but we won't get into all that. Um, <laughs> mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my top five. I th- I think you'll be surprised by some. I don't think you'll be surprised by others. Um, and also, I do have a tie in there. I don't care. Whatever. I can't choose between them. There's no way you can make me. And you'll find out why. So number one has always and will always be Matt Damon. Hands down. Okay. I have always been, I actually started having a crush on him, not in Mystic Pizza, because I haven't really seen that. I saw, like, clips of it, and I was like, ooh, who's that? He's cute. It was in School Ties. I remember watching School Ties, and I'm like, who the fuck is that? And then Goodwill Hunting right after. So Matt Damon's number one. Um... I don't think many people know who he is, but Google him. Or, no, look him up on Instagram. You will understand why this man is number two. Christian Keyes. He is one of the sexiest human beings on the planet. I, he's 6'3". He's, he's the definition of tall, dark, and handsome. But he also has an amazing story. Like, his life, like how he got adopted and uh, he found his family. He's amazing. He's amazing. He can sing. His accent, oh my freaking, he's just perfection. He's number two. Number three, oh, it's embarrassing because I met him once and I was totally a moron when I embarrassed myself when I met him, but Jonathan Scott from Property Brothers, number three. Um, yeah, so embarrassing. I, I literally have to put up that picture. I haven't put it up in a while. So number four is a tie. I cannot choose between them. I will not choose between them and no one's going to make me. Chris Evans and Henry Cobble, my superhero crushes. Listen, there's no way I can choose between one of those. No way. They are equally hot. Chris, I've had a crush on since not another teen movie. Henry has the body type that I'm obsessed with. I like tall guys who are like kind of like he's not heavy, but he's like thick. He's the definition of a thick dude. And I love that. And he's just and Henry's story too. He was bullied as a kid because he was called Fat Cobble when he was like 13. And then he ended up meeting Russell Crowe, and Russell Crowe told him, you know, if you ever want to be in movies, just work hard. And then Russell Crowe ended up playing his dad in Superman. Like, Henry is one of my all-time favorites. I just can't choose between those two. Captain America versus Superman. Whoa. 
I, they can't, and they keep taking pictures together. And I'm like, are you trying to test me? Like, what the fuck? I can't, I can't choose between them. So I'm not going to. It's like me trying to choose between Danny Amendola and Julian Edelman. How the hell am I going to choose between those two? I can take them both. Like, I'll do a throuple with them. I don't care. They're hot. Um, wow, that just took a turn. Um, my last yeah. crush, you're probably not going to know. Maybe you'll know if you're white. I'm not sure. Peter Krause from um, The Bachelorette. He, so when HBO Max came on, when the app came to be last year, I decided to watch Rachel, um, what, the, what the hell is their last name? The Bachelorette, the Black Bachelorette. I don't remember her last name. I decided to watch her season of The Bachelorette. I'm not sure why. I actually watched to know why one of my crushes, Josh Murray, was considered a villain. And so I watched his season. And then I watched all of Nick Vial's season. He's, he's been on Bachelor four times. And then I also watched Rachel's season. And I fell in love with Peter. Peter is, like, amazing. Peter is the guy, like, that you would want to meet outside, like, walking down the street and just bump into him and be like, oh, yep, that's it. You're, you're it. And plus, he does have a thing for black girls. So, hey, hey. But, yeah, Peter, Peter's definitely the top five. I will give another honorable mention because I know I did um, Danny and, and um, what's his bucket? Julian. I want to give an honorable mention to this actor named Alan Wu. He is, like, gor- like gorgeous. I, I can't, like, when I first saw his, I, I was looking for somebody else. I was looking for another Alan Wu who was in a movie, and I stumbled upon him, and I'm like, holy hell, he is gorgeous. And then he posted about um, Pride Month. He posted himself in, like, rainbow underwear or something, and I'm just like, he's an ally, too. Oh, he's amazing. So that's mm-hmm. honorable mention right there. He's just so gorgeous. Anyway. Okay. On to favorite color and favorite number. I know these are random, but I want to know. What is Joe's favorite color and Joe's favorite number? Favorite color, black. Favorite number, five. Interesting. I was going to say blue. Huh. Why black? Um, Any special reason? For some reason, it's just... Since I was a kid, I've mm-hmm. always just been obsessed with that color, and I, I don't really know why, hmm. which is actually the absence of color, but that's fine. Right, right. Interesting. Um, for me, green and the number three. Hmm. Um, green is my birthstone, and I just, I, I love green all shades of green which is strange do you remember you probably don't but i came in one day into school with a puke green shirt and everyone's like that is the ugliest color green i'm like i fucking love it 
and I struck my shit with that cute green shirt. I loved that shirt until I outgrew it, but hmm. I love all shades of green. Love it. Okay. The, the number three. Uh, why is number three? Yeah. Okay. Um, so growing up with my half-brother, it was just the two of us. And I liked the number three because I was like, I wish I had another sibling that would outweigh everything. And I've noticed, like, things in my life have gone in threes. Like, celebrity deaths are in threes. Um, I've noticed other things that are in threes. And I just, I, I've just been obsessed with three. I don't know. I'm trying to think okay. of my earliest memory of three. I always wanted three kids, too. And, okay, this is crazy. This is my reasoning for wanting three kids. You got to go with my thought process here. So when we were younger, um, in Pheasant Hill, I would play, we would play mansion with my, my friends that were girls. Not house, because house was our reality. We were living in an apartment and our reality was, you know, our parents get enough money and we move to a house. So we'd play mansion. And in, um, in mansion, I was always the mom. And what I would tell kids, you know, okay, okay, kids, we're going out to dinner. The dad would be the one sitting next to me because I was the one always driving. And then the three daughters were sitting in back because there were three seatbelts. And if you notice, there's always three seatbelts in the back. And that's part of the reason why I wanted three kids. It makes no oh, sense, damn. but it does. Yeah. Whatever. Okay. Yes. So, um, three's always been a thing for me. I'm not sure why I haven't let it go, but it has. Um, Five was always my number in sports whenever I could get it. So you were when when you played soccer, you were in the number five. Anytime that I could, baseball, soccer, wow. basketball, literally any sport that I could, I'd wear the number five. Yeah. But yeah. there's like no reason. You just like it was that was just five. It was it. You know, it was weird because when I was really little, I used to think the number two was cool, but then I flipped the number two upside down. And it just, it sucks. Ah. Maybe because there are five, there's five people in my family. I don't know. Oh, okay. Yeah, there were three people in mine. I wanted four, but. Interesting. Okay. And maybe that's why I like the Kardashians so much, because there were three Kardashian sisters. I think that's probably why I like them so much. Mm. Although it was always kind yeah, of can, uneven, you know, like Courtney and Chloe were always best friends, and Ken always felt left out. I don't know why I didn't like symmetry because I typically do, but for some reason, I, I don't know. Whatever. Anyway, um, here's a good one. Proudest moment. I think I know what you're gonna say, but. Go ahead. What's your proudest moment, Joe? So, the actual proudest moment 
And it what, uh, what mm-hmm. you know, what I would typically have said if you asked me what my proudest moment was, would have been mm-hmm. um, the day that um, the aunt was born. That's exactly what um, I was thinking. But, I, <laughs> but I, I also feel like that's that's too easy. And mm-hmm. when I think of my proudest moment, and mm-hmm. the, the moment that I actually felt the proudest. It was when I um, graduated from grad school, and mm-hmm. aunt, aunt, and my aunt and my parents were there to um, to Aww. witness it down at uh, at Villanova down in uh, Pennsylvania. Aww. And it was my and I say it was my proudest moment because um, sharing that moment with the you know the, the the two people who raised me and mm-hmm. um and you know taught me everything I know uh, most things that I know <laughs> um mm-hmm. as well as the person that I was hoping to set a good example for mm-hmm. um and and just some background on kind of the achievement itself like going to grad school while working full-time going to uh, and also working part-time at the gym and mm-hmm. then raising raising Anthony um, pretty much by myself at the time because he really was not in a good place with his mom. Wow. That was like, that was like one of the most chaotic periods of my life. But for all the right reasons, for all good reasons, yeah. and yeah. as stressful and as challenging as that may have been at the time, it was intensely gratifying to be able to set that example for him, um, and also, you know, I don't want to say reward my parents for their for their hard work because um, I don't think it was necessarily a reward for them, but I think it was something that um, was a testament to what you know they always wanted for us kids which is just to just achieve achieve what we could work hard do the things that you know do the right things and try to set yourself up for success and it was just intensely gratifying to be in that moment and um and walk the stage knowing that they were they were there watching gotcha that made total sense all of it um P.S. on three of these, I guessed correctly. So, yeah. Okay. Okay. Just to let you know. Um, my proudest moment was going to my college. I went to Western New England College. And the reason why it was my proudest moment was for a couple of reasons. Number one, I used financial aid and loans to do it. Nobody else helped me. My mother didn't help me. Nobody helped me. My godparents didn't even help me. Number two, I had to take four buses a day just to get to the school before I got a car. And I did it every single day for three years until I got a car. Number three, from sophomore year up until senior year, I got a job at the library of my college 
And I even worked during summertime. So that was four buses during the summer as well. And I, I worked 20 hours a week. And after that experience and graduating and doing all that, I sat back and looked at myself and I said, I can literally do anything I put my mind to. And it's really shaped who I am as a person. When I was coming out as trans, I thought, oh, my God, like, some people are not going to like me. I'm probably never going to have another relationship ever again. And then I said to myself, I've been alone. Like, at that point, it was 2015. And I'm like, well, I've been single since 2011. Who cares if I ever get into another relationship again? Do I want to look at myself in the mirror and be happy, or do I want to be in a relationship and wish I had done things differently? The first one, so fuck a relationship. If I never get into a relationship ever again in my life, at least I can look at myself in the mirror and be like, pretty bitch. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I not love from it. Jennifer Lewis. I stole it. <laughs> it's not mine. I'm going to give her credit. I'm not going to appropriate and, and, you know, whatever. <laughs> but, yeah. So that one and how I even found Winnick, I was supposed to go to um, HCC, but Arisha is one of my best friends of all time. She's like my big sister. She took me to her college, and she's like, yeah, I work here at the library, and I'm, she's giving me a tour around Winnick, and I'm like, wow, this place is amazing. She said, you should apply. I'm like, I could never get in here, and I got in, and there were a couple times when she even gave me a ride to school and gave me a ride home, and I appreciate her, and I'll never forget that, but Yeah. Winnick was, going to Winnick was the proudest moment of my life. And I graduated on time, and I even got, you know, PK was at Winnick with me. So it was like, so was Marco for a couple of whatever. Anyway, we don't even get into that. Um, But, yeah. Yeah, don't. (laughs) Please don't. I actually, and I'm going to say this, and... Whatever. I, I put up a post about it on TikTok, but I can tell you right now, I it was the first time I was ever in love with someone, and I wasn't even sure if he even liked me back, but I knew that I loved him. And I didn't stalk him or anything. I didn't, like, go to his dorm. Yeah, we... I may have looked up his number in the phone book. Whatever, but... I didn't show up at his address. But, That's like yeah. mini stuff. Um, okay, you know what, Joe? You're supposed to be on my side. Um, yeah, we're <laughs> mini talking. But, that, yeah, college, and college gave me some of my best friends. I'm still friends with a group of my friends that I met in college. Um, yeah, I just, I feel like when it... It's now called Western New England University, but it was when I was going there, Western New England College. Um, when I got accepted, I told Jamie's grandfather, and he said, I graduated from there. So then that even made it even more special for me. I'm going to his alma mater, and 
he's like a grandpa to me, so I'm going to my grandpa's alma mater. So just everything about that experience shaped who I am as a person, and I will never forget it. It gave me a work ethic, like everything. So, yeah. Um, I'm interested to find out what your most embarrassing moment was. I don't think you know. Most why. embarrassing. Yeah. Um, most embarrassing moment. All right. So when I was um, when I was in junior high school in ninth grade, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we were out on the soccer field. Yep. And all of if 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 you if you ever remembered how junior high worked. The soccer team practiced on that field that was right next to the school, not the one in front that was for games. Right, that by the cafeteria so we, windows. Yep. Correct. Correct. Yep. So we practiced yep. on that field, and the cheerleaders practiced on the grass area right next to the field, kind of up near towards where the cars would park. Yep. And I remember we were we were. We'd stopped after we had just run, like at the beginning of practice, we would run, and I was, uh, you're standing there, and uh, oh, no. I remember, I remember, and I remember who it was, I won't say who it was, but someone panting me um, in front <gasps> of, in front of all the cheerleaders, oh. and I didn't have on any underwear that day. Yo, what is wrong with you? You can't be on the field with no underwear. Mm. Oh my Lesson God! Learned. Were you happy Lesson to see the cheerleaders? Uh, Please that tell was me you were not. Mortifying. That was mortifying. Oh, well, obviously we have to have another conversation after this. Joe, were you happy to see the cheerleaders? Uh, no. Thank God. That would have been even more embarrassing. I do not remember this story, but oh my God, Joe. Yeah. Yeah, oh yeah. Is it somebody that, that I doozy. think that pants you? Is yeah, it you like... yeah, oh yeah, definitely. Oh. It was uh, the goalie. I don't know if you remember who right, the goalie I think I know was. who you're talking about. I think I know who you're talking about. Um, wow, that sucks, dude. That sucks. Um, yeah, totally embarrassing. Wow. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. That was a, that was a Wait, thing. was anyone in the cafeteria at the time? Um, no, because it was after school. And and we were oh. down below, so you couldn't really see anything. Oh, uh, okay, okay, okay. Phew. You saved, saved yourself there. Um, you're lucky it I was after so. school Maybe. because in the gym, the gym is, like, right next to where the soccer team practice. So if it was still in session in school, anybody in the gym would have seen that. Wow. Don't remind me. Yeah. Yeah, don't remind me. It was mortifying. 
Um, I really, okay. <laughs> I, every time, like, I think of embarrassing moments, I come back to this one moment. Uh, hey, it was junior high again. The thing about junior high was totally embarrassing for us. I was walking up the stairs. The, those very front, remember, you walk in and there's a staircase and then you go up the stairs, up, upstairs. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, you take a left, you go towards, like, Miss Charmatory's room in that end of the school. You take a right, you go towards, like, science and all that stuff. Hell, yeah. Right. So this was the front entrance, the main staircase. I was walking up yep. those stairs, and someone called me Urkel. And for some reason, it threw me off. Boom, I slid down those stairs. I slid all the way down the stairs, walking up. And it was as the bell rang. And so I had to scramble because I didn't want to be late for my first period class. Oh, my God. I was so embarrassed. I was so embarrassed. Yeah. That was the most embarrassing thing that's ever happened to me. Aside from my picture with uh, the Property Brothers. But that would be the second most embarrassing. Um, Yeah. Who is your idol? Who is my idol? Oh, boy. You know, this is, again, one of those scenarios where I don't, I I tend not to idolize people. Yep. Uh, There are people that I, you know, I think highly of or that I think, you know, have done wonderful things in their life or their career or whatever the case may be. Um, Doesn't have to be a celebrity. Yeah, no, I don't tend to idolize people. Um, okay. I would say the closest thing that I have to an idol, and and um, I don't even know if this would really qualify because I think it's just you know kind of obvious. I do idolize. Um, I idolize my son in a lot of ways. Oh, okay. I thought yeah. you were going to say your dad. Yeah, but that's okay. No, well, so here's the thing about my dad. My dad, there's a lot of things about my dad that, you know, I think he's, I I think my dad is awesome. Um, Mm -hmm. He had to put up with us three kids. So, I mean, that in and of itself was a Herculean feat. Um, Mm -hmm. But I think, you know, when I think about, you know, aunt and my my son's temperament, his, um, you know, how he responds to, uh, you know, to life in general. There's a lot of mm-hmm. positive things that he does. And, um, and his, his understanding of the world is, um, is something very admirable, even at his age. Interesting. Yeah. He's, he's, a re- he's really a remarkable young man. Awesome. Pat yourself on the back, Papa. Jeez. You done good. Well, I always I always I always say that there's like, you know, there's there's only so much that a parent can do to um you know, to make their kid, you know, uh a, a productive and you know a productive member of society. Um and a lot of a lot of what a, a child acquires through um, through their experiences, 
is outside of the home. And while I do, you know, I I certainly will uh, humbly take some of the credit. Um, I do think that there is a lot that, um, you know, that he took from having really good friends, you know, really smart, kind friends um, with good heads on their shoulders. And um, I think that that was invaluable. I think he had some phenomenal teachers that he really, really, um, he really enjoyed learning from. So I give them a ton of credit and some really, really good and kind coaches Hmm. to see him be successful in whatever sport it was that he was playing. So, you know, we know when they say it takes a village, um, I cannot take all the credit. I cannot take all the credit. And, you know, as much as as it's a, a situation where, um, you know, he had some, some periods of strife with his mom, and I give her a ton of credit, too, because she was a, a huge influence in his life. So I think it's, Aww. you know, like I said, it takes a village, but it's one of those things that um, I certainly do not take all the credit for because uh, there are so many factors that come into uh, your kid being a good kid. Um, yeah. But he is really... Um, He's the better version of me, I guess. <laughs> I mean, he looks very similar to you, but he doesn't look identical. Like, when I no. first saw him, I was like, oh, my God, damn, so much alike. But I wouldn't say identical, but very, 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 very much. Like, you can tell that that's your kid. Like, if you were to go on more and more, you'd be like, get the fuck out of here. I don't need a ginning test. That's your kid. Like, get out of here. But, Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's a good one. My idol would be Alexandra Billings. She currently is Robin on the Connors. Um, she is basically the trans mom I never had. She's so insightful. She's been through everything. She transitioned back in the. 70, and honey, she's been a prostitute. She's, she's living with HIV. She's a teacher. She's um, married to a woman. She's, she just lived her whole life, and she's still so positive, so willing to tell her story, so open, and I just love her, and I want to be her when I grow up, and she's mixed race as well and she's just she's just amazing she's so amazing and she just got signed on the Connor on a contract basis so I'm excited about that um she was in transparent she she's just phenomenal I love that woman so much and okay and I have her personal cell phone <laughs> and so I reach out to her sometimes I'm like I need your help I need your advice and she's like, sweetie, calm down. Or she's like, okay, I understand. So I love her. Um, two more questions, and then we're, we're going to do our regular signing off stuff. Um, celebrity you can't stand. You could have a reason. Like, my mom doesn't like, for some weird reason, she doesn't like Mark Ruffalo. Like, how do you not like Mark Ruffalo? But she doesn't like him, so. All right. 
Yeah, I'm going to start a fight right now because um, I'm going to name. It's not just one. It's all of them. Oh. The Kardashians. Oh. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I went Um, there. It's fine, Joe. I still love you. A lot of people feel that way. It, you just don't know them like I know them. So it's fine. It's fine. Hmm. Hmm. Um, Yeah. I'm not going to even ask you why, because I have a feeling I know why, but whatever. Yeah, famous for nothing, blah, blah, blah. Whatever. I don't care. Um, mine, 100%, and I will even tell you why, is Emma Roberts. I cannot stand Emma Roberts. It was Leah Michelle, and I had no idea why I couldn't stand Leah Michelle. I was like, just something about her I don't like. And then it all came out that she's a bully. And so I was like, see, I told you. Emma Roberts, I don't like. Okay. I want to say it was 2017 or 2018. There was a picture of her crying. And she was with Evan Peters. And I'm like, why is she crying? I want to know the backstory. Apparently, they got into a fight. It turned physical. She got arrested for abuse, not him. So... How is she an abuser and still getting roles, still getting, like, uh, yeah, I don't, I want nothing to do with Emma Roberts. Even though her character in Scream Queens is my favorite character, one of my favorite characters of all time, I just don't like her as a person. Not that I know her, but, yeah. Emma Roberts is mine. So, whatever, Emma. And I'm on point because I didn't like Leah Michelle and look there. (laughs) Anyway. Um, what was your first impression of me? Last, last question. Like, very first impression. You can be honest. I think I know what it is, too. Sixth grade. <laughs> and remember my first what? impression. So much. I will tell you, it had to have been positive because, uh, um, it had to have been because uh, if it wasn't, um, we wouldn't be talking today. <laughs> True. I think so Joe's I know that first that impression was. I think Joe's first impression, guys, was oh my god, he's super gay. <laughs> <laughs> See, and I tell disagree. Me I think it's in. Tell me. Oh, I think in sixth god. grade. I think in sixth grade we didn't like conceptually like. I don't think we really understood what that actually meant when it came to people that we knew or anyone that we ran into. Like it wasn't like now, if you run into somebody, you have, you, you know, you have what's as an adult, you acquire gaydar, right? (laughs) Right. Well, I have none, but that's okay. I really don't. I don't have gaydar. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. I think in sixth grade you you knew you know like like you knew mm-hmm. that people were good people, but you didn't mm-hmm. know, you know you didn't have the ability to like ascertain True. that type of, of of truth about somebody. It just wasn't it wasn't on our it wasn't on our our scope. We didn't have True. that understanding of what that actually meant. You know, like we and especially in at, at a time where. You know, literally everybody was gay. Like you called all your friends gay. <laughs> you called everything gay. True. Everything. 
<laughs> so it was everything like, was gay or queer. What's the difference? <laughs> yeah. yeah, or queer. Yeah. Like what? What's the difference? There is no difference, right? <laughs> so, my first impression of you, the whole even reason why I even noticed you was because I had a crush on Chris Wilkie, and I thought that you guys were friends. And I'm like, oh, well, he seems nice. to could be friends with him to get closer to Chris. Oh, damn. Oh, you're using me. <laughs> I totally did. Oh, so sad. And what ended up happening was I, I stopped crushing on Chris and just stayed friends with Joe. So it, it worked out for me in the end. See how it all works out. Listen. I I don't know. I just, but I had gone to elementary school with him, so I had always have a crush on him. And I mean, come on, blonde hair, blue eyes, super cute. How could I not have a crush on him? Seriously. All right, but yeah, that's the whole reason why I noticed you. And I thought you were nice. I was like, oh, he's nice. So mean. I'm so All mean. right. That's anyway. fair. Hey, that's fair. It is, it is what it is, right? <sighs> Whatever. Um, wrapping up with the last three things. Did you even watch anything last week? I did not. I have nothing. I did not watch anything. I was just like, I don't know what I did. I didn't watch anything new, I, I will say. I didn't watch a ton because uh, my mom yeah. is up and she's staying with me. So yeah. I didn't really get a chance to watch a ton. Um, I've really, I, I've been struggling through trying to watch um, uh, Manifest, and I keep falling asleep because it's just making me crazy. Stop, dude. Like, it's not entertaining, yeah. clearly. I know, but I'm one of those people that has to, like, force my way through it and try to... I don't know why I'm a glutton for punishment. It's just one of those things that I just, I keep, I'm struggling, but I'm, I, I'm committed. It's just, it's just really committed. It's good. I can see why Fox canceled it. You said that last week. You're so mean. Yeah. And I, (laughs) I can't, I just, I'm struggling. But I'm gonna I'm gonna figure out a way to get through it. I I can't watch it late at night. I can tell you that because it'll put me out. Well, maybe you should watch it late at night because you'll have a good sleep. You know what I mean? Mm, yeah, I mean that's 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 a consideration, but it's just it's really tough to get through at this point. Yikes! Um, so, and then aside um, from that. I do want to, I, mm-hmm. there are a couple movies that I want to see and I probably will see, which is Black Widow, and I still have yep. to see the Fast, Fast Nine. Oh, yeah, me too. I forgot about that. Whoops. Whoops. On maybe the I'll, agenda. Maybe I'll go today. Maybe I'll go today instead of going on, taking a nap. There you go. Um... Yeah, I got nothing. I saw Raya, The Last Dragon, again, but that was it. I, I hadn't watched anything. <laughs> yeah. Um, Eva Mendez moment, what you got? Eva Mendez moment. Um, 
I went and saw, um, I went with my mom yesterday to go see my aunt who is um, dealing with a lot of, um, a lot of health issues, like I said earlier. And mm-hmm. um, so one of, one of the things that I have been, um, I've been known for in my life is being able to, um, to take a situation and, you know, even if it's a, a challenging situation, uh, and and make make people laugh. Um, so I was very I was very fortunate to be able to spend some time with my aunt and my uncle, who are both actually going through some some health stuff, um, and it's challenging at that age. But um, I made I made my aunt um, laugh so hard, <laughs> um, and. It was intensely gratifying because uh, it was very similar to a situation right before my grandmother died. She had cancer, and um, she was like, no one come to my house. No one, I don't want anyone to come and see me. And so my mom told me this, and I was like, yeah, right. So, of course, my first order of business was to drive straight to my grandmother's house out in Marlboro. And um, my mom's like, do not show up there. She will not be happy. And I showed up there, and my... Uh, after I left, mm. my grandmother my grandmother called my mom and was like, "I laughed so hard. Um, it was so. Mm. It was like I know I said I didn't want anyone to be there, but honestly, that was exactly what I needed. Um, mm-hmm. And so, of course, yesterday was a very similar situation. I went and saw my uh, my aunt and my uncle. My cousin ended up showing up. My other two aunts ended up showing up, and we just laughed our butts off. And um, it's just, you know, you, you take those those moments where, you know, people could be really struggling. Um, and if you can just make them smile or laugh in that moment and hopefully brighten a, a, a dark day, um, mm-hmm. it just feels it just feels really good, really good. Because, you, you know, these are just my family. It's people that I love. And um and my mom was so happy, and she's like, <laughs> she was like, Joseph, you're always so funny, and you always brighten up the mood, and it just felt really good. It, it was, it was a really, um, it was a great moment, great day. And that's why you and I have stayed friends for so long because I'm the exact same way. But unlike you, I don't mean to make people laugh. I just end up making people laugh. So I totally, I can see you doing that. Because you're a good, you're a good guy. It's one and the same. It's one and the same. Yeah. Whether you mean to or not. I know. True. Um, my thing I remember is, <clears throat> anytime I'm at a memorial service, especially with Jamie's family, like we hysterically laugh, and it's so uncomfortable. At her brother's memorial service, Mandy got up, and everybody's crying, whatever, and Mandy kind of didn't judge how far down the step was, and she almost fell. Me and Jamie cracking up in the front, and everybody else is crying, and Mandy starts laughing, and so we're, like, the only three people crying in this memorial service, but we're crying laughing. They're crying, crying, and we're like, oh, my God. No one can take us anywhere, and then for Jamie's um, stepdad, his memorial service, the three of us are in the front row talking about something stupid and we're laughing and everybody else is crying. We, you cannot put us three together. We are idiots and we do the dumbest shit 
and we can't help, we find humor in the weirdest situations. I don't know, whatever. Whatever. Um, say my Eva Mendes moment was that dual live with my, with that guy Rusty who I had a crush on and then I like got to know. And it was just so amazing to bring out another side of him. He even was surprised. He was telling me things that you would, you would talk about. Like, I think I mentioned to you that moment in a friendship where it gets deeper. That was our moment. We had our friendship moment live on TikTok. And after that, he, he and I talked after and he got even closer as friends. So it's like, it was such a good moment. And I'm, I'm glad that I, I did it. And another part that made it an Eva Mendes moment, that was the first time we actually, like, talked. Um, I learned from the Jonathan Scott situation to always be myself. So when we popped up on each other's lives, I was myself. I wasn't, like, shy. I wasn't timid. I was just myself. So I was really, really proud of myself for doing that. Um, yeah, so, before we go, thank you, before we go, shout out, do you have anything, anyone you want to shout out, or anything you want to shout out? Um, I don't really have any shout outs this week. Okay. It's been a crazy week, it's been a crazy week, yeah, with, uh, with my mom being up, and, uh, you know, it's it's uh, it's one of those weeks where I, I don't really have anyone to shout out, but shout out myself. <laughs> shout out yourself for making it through. No, I shout out myself because I got rid of my scooter and I'm out of my boot and I'm on. What? I'm what? on my feet. I'm walking. Yeah, I'm walking around right. after surgery. Life is good. Congrats, Life is good. my friend. I'm so happy for you. You can shower normally. You don't have to put out of the shower. <laughs> yeah, I could shower again like a like a normal human being. Trust me, it's it's uh it, it this was a this was a monumental week. I give myself a shout out for pushing through physical therapy and uh, and getting myself back on my feet. I'm so happy and excited about it. Now, lesson is. You're not 25 anymore, so go easy on yourself. That was the first thing I said to you. Joe, you're not 25. What are you doing? I, I uh, know. I know. And this is, again, an incredibly humbling experience and a learning yeah. experience nonetheless. Um, but onward and upward. Yeah. Um, my shout-out goes to... Damala Cabrera, the 16-year-old girl who um, I went to a party yesterday. She was beautiful. She was humble. She was so happy. The thing about her mom, Marlene, that I'm friends with, Marlene didn't have a quinceañera. So she was giving her daughter everything that she didn't have. And in doing so, it was, like, over the top, but it wasn't. And it was extravagant, but it wasn't. 
You know what I mean? Like, it was so amazing. And I can see Marlene, like, really pushing for her daughter to have the best. And at one point, there were there was a slideshow of Yamalette when she was younger. And Marlene just walked right up to uh, Yamalette, who was sitting, she was crouched down in her dress. And Marlene just hugged her. And I'm like, oh, this is like, this is so, and then she gave, Yamalette gave a speech. She didn't have to. She gave a speech thanking everybody. She's like, I know sometimes that can be a lot, but I'm so grateful for everybody and everybody putting up with me and everybody supporting me. She even sang two songs because she has an amazing voice. She could be the next Ariana Grande. That's how big her voice is. And she's only like five feet tall. And I'm just like, I texted her this morning. I said, I am so proud of the woman that you've become, the young woman you've become. And because you're so humble, great things are going to happen to you. She's just such a good, I got to shout her out. She was just, she's an amazing little girl. So amazing. All but, right. Yeah. That's all I got, sir. Um, yeah, I'm probably going to have to call you after this because I, I need more details about that soccer incident. Well, I may be indisposed for a little bit because I'm going to be at uh, at the beach with my wife and uh, and my stepdaughter, but... Um, how about we'll that? How about you up. call don't me you, later? Don't you worry. Yeah. All right. How about you call me I later? I could do that. Because I'm going to try to get out. dressed and go to that movie. I don't know. What do you think I should Maybe do? Should I nap. see? I'm awake now. I'm like fully awake now. I can't take a nap. I can't. All right. Well, then, then the movies it is. Which one? Fast or, or Black Widow? I kind of want to see Black Widow. Black Widow all day, every day. Okay, I'll go to that. Go if it's Scarlet. in the Marvel Universe, it's fine. There you go. I'll do it. Um, okay, well, that's all I've got. Anything else before we go? No, just be good to each other, people. Yes. Thank you for listening again, guys. Enjoy your Sunday, and we will talk to you next week. Happy Bye, Sunday. everyone. Bye. Still thirsty for more tea? Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at The Spilled Tea PC. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Spilled Tea.